1: All right, all right, all right. Hey, we're back. Another show, another episode. Before we get started, my name is Drell Lowe.
2: And I'm Brittany Lowe.
1: And we are the Low Property Team. And as always, we want to dive in real quickly with the topic. That we've been just pondering about, you know, as we're in the midst of uh, March Madness approaching and basketball's in full force. And, you know, the Warriors are just in a a bombshell right now, just a whirlwind, but that's okay. We want to talk today about which stats are most important to you. You know, in the game of basketball, we are always intrigued by the points per game, right? Well, he's averaging 35. He or she is averaging 35 points per game. And it's always amazing because scores get the recognition. But there's so much more to the game of basketball than just points per game, right? Although that is what is most glorified, points per game, rebounds per game, tells us it is a pretty good player. But what about the player plus minus? What about the player's defense? What about the player's assists per game, right? How are they making their teammates better? I think when we start to look at data, or where we are in a data-driven world, which is a great thing, we have to have a keen understanding of what the ability or what the data is doing for us. As we're looking at, oh, well, players such and such is averaging 36.7 points per game, but how effective are they on the court? How are they making their teammates better? And this is where we really wanna caution our buyers, our folks that are concerned about getting married. Data is always great, but don't let data drive your decisions to the point where you miss a great opportunity. Well, what does that mean? Well, if we were to look at the data on marriages right now, we will say, well, if, if, if marriages are fa- failing at an alarming rate, then I'm not gonna take a chance at that. That's not something I wanna pursue. And I think what we need to understand is you know what? It's not always going to be glorified. It's not always going to be a data world where it falls in our favor, but we create favor. We create opportunity by the work that we put in. Well, how does that correlate to the housing market? This doesn't make sense, Jerrell. Before we bought our house, we were looking at the crime rate of our home. It was about a D plus, and we obviously you shouldn't have bought. But now living here, we have some of the greatest neighbors, some of the greatest people just on our street, but that was by us actively getting out and door knocking, introducing ourselves, dropping off cookies, and doing things that create community. So when we're talking about data, right, whether it's in sports, whether it's in marriage, whether it's in the housing market, I ask that you please do not let data drive your decisions entirely. The numbers don't represent everything, but they do give you a clear understanding of what's to come. In the housing market, we can tell you the predictions of what's happening, but it's not the hear-all, say-all. We can predict, and that's only because of what we've seen in the last two to three months of, or in the last month of the market, right? The ebbs and flows of it. But my my ass, I think in this show today, we really want to jump in to talking about how Data can give you an understanding, a glimpse, but it doesn't give you the full picture. And we don't want you to totally cross off that home or eliminate that player that's actually effective on the court, right? They're actually doing great things that might not show up in the stat sheet. Taking a charge in basketball is a highly effective move because one, it's a turnover, two, it's a foul, and it gives what's called momentum. And that's what we need is momentum. Sometimes you got to understand how to ride these waves, whether it's the housing market shift, whether there's ebbs and flows in your marriage, or you're in a, you're down five points in a game and you're trying to get that momentum back in your favor.
2: I think something to talk about as well is that we live in A world where we have access to so much information, so, so much information, like we've talked about before, that it comes to a point where it can essentially paralyze your ability to make decisions. And we've seen that a lot in our day-to-day of what we do, of working with clients, if they're looking to purchase a home or if they're looking to sell a home, that too much information is, it's a great thing, but it also is a hindering block. I think that it's important, you know, to have the data, to have the necessary information, but to be able to make an informed decision based off of what is best for you and that you're looking to do. And so I think that really today what we're Trying to hone in on or discuss is that with all the information that you have, we have to figure out what stats essentially are most important to you from everything that you pulled. What is the most important your make it or break it to say?
1: And you know what's crazy, Brittany, and I don't know if it was for you, but for me, right? I think it was really a maturity thing because when we played, when I played high school basketball or college basketball, the first stat that I was looking for was points per game and rebounds per game. And the real stat that mattered for, you know, as I've got, as I matured was, did we win? And what did I do to impact winning? When you're looking at, when you're looking at homes or you're looking at a a spouse or a potential spouse, we look at things with immature eyes until we hit that mature state to understand really what it's going to take to win this property or win this home or win at marriage. For once I, was, I think it was about college where I was like, dude, my team does not need me to give up 25 points a game, right? They don't need that. We have enough scores. What they need is somebody that's going to do the intangibles, the other things. And I think that's what's important to note, right? Because in marriage, there's days where Brittany needs me to score 30 points per game. And there's also going to be days where Brittany is scoring. She's carrying the scoring load. I need to figure out other ways to impact my marriage. So when we're talking about what stats are important, I think you also have to understand or be willing to address where you're at in your life. Am I looking at this through an immature lens? Or you know what? I know there's going to be ebbs and flows. I know there's going to be downturns. I know we're not going to have an 82-game win streak. It's not going to happen. But in marriage, and and if you're out in the shopping or selling of your home, you have to be realistic with mature eyes to say, look, here's what the market's doing. Here's what we need let's see if we can do our best to get this number and what do we have to do on our end to get this number does that mean we got to put a little bit more elbow grease in we got to do some light modifications to the home to bring it beautiful that's absolutely something that we have to take a look at but really i just wanted to say that stats getting consumed in the stats right the first thing i used to do after the game look at the stat sheet. i wasn't intentional about being in the moment. Of whether we won or lost and what we did. I think as I grew up, I asked myself, did I do everything possible to impact this game to help my team win? And if I can answer that wholeheartedly, yes, then the stat sheet really didn't matter. But at an early stage, it was like, okay, cool. I scored 21 points. Okay, cool. I did my job. Who cares? We lost, but I did my job. But at some point, you have to understand Stats are important, but the investment is that much more vital. So with that, how do we do this? How do we address being the 30-point player in marriage? Or some days Brittany's carrying the load, and some days I need to be the rebound guy, the assist guy, the taking charge guy, the getting deflections guy. I think we have to get to a place of humility In a place of shared goals and visions, where we understand the stats that matter most for us is productivity. The stats that are even more is that our family is healthy. Like we're good. There's nothing bothering us physically or mentally. There's nothing that is creating a divide in our relationship. We're aligned, and that's why we. Why I realized as a man, pride is the number one killer of anything. So if I feel like every day I just need to come in and fix everything, Brittany doesn't need me to fix everything. She knows how to fix some things, and she knows how to adjust things. But as a man putting pride to the side to say, my marriage needs me to be an assist guy. You know what? Get up, let's go vacuum and knock out some dishes. Or what Brittany is like, if she's tied down with a bunch of appointments and a bunch of things going on, where can I fill in the gaps? And it's not that you're lesser than, it's what this team needs you to do to perform. I think that's where strength in numbers comes in value.
2: And I think that that's something that changes every single day, right? Is that it's your role in your marriage, for instance, is not gonna be the same as it was yesterday as it is today, right? It goes back to that marriage isn't something that's 50-50, right? Maybe some days it is 50-50, but most days somebody's gonna take a bigger load and somebody's gonna take a lighter load. And that's something that is always changing, but like we've always said with communication, is that that's something that you're able to keep the marriage afloat when you're on the same wavelength, right? When you're and during those days that are a little rougher than others. And I think, you know, we use a lot of sports illustrations um, as we've shared in the past because one, we both come from sports backgrounds, but it's easy for us to use what we've learned from sports in the past to then create for ourselves what we find as having a successful marriage, right? Having a successful business. Those are things that are super important to us and that we have found to be helpful. So, yeah. of course, right? If you're listening and can't relate to, you know, all of drills, Warriors or Raiders sports analogies, that's totally fine. I think it's just more or less us sharing. You're going to learn today. Oh, goodness. Sharing something that is worked for us and hoping that it will also work for you in your marriage or your business or whatever that you're looking to do.
1: Yeah, I think uh, one thing I do want to add to that and it's something Brittany and I, uh, we shared early on when we started talking or we started the show something that has been super valuable to us and something that's super valuable in any team concept is communication and for us right here's a great example a real life example we are both sleep deprived um we've just been having off nights and it's kind of been business work just overflowing and stuff happening so really when you're sleep deprived you start missing things and you start forgetting about things and you've probably dropped the ball on a certain area and what we've realized is when you're not at peak performance or you haven't hit your your eight hours nine hours of sleep whatever you require it's important to overfocus on communication why because communication is going to get you through those lulls through those times where we sat down last night before dinner, and we said, phones aside, five minutes, Brittany, go. Unleash everything that's in your mind. Just do a brain dump right now, personal, professional, whatever it may be. And that's a time for me to listen to see where I can jump in and be of assistance. Hey, these items that came up sounded like top priority for Brittany. Tomorrow, I'm going to try to jump in and do this so she doesn't even have to think about it. And when you're in a basketball game or a sports arena, communication's going to get you one. It's going to build trust. Two, it's going to give you understanding on how to move forward. And I think that's what's so important: communicating, communicating, over communicating in marriage. If you're in a multiple offer situation on a home, communicating with your realtor so you have an understanding on what your next move is going to be. You don't always want to be reactive. Wow. This just happened, so we got to make an adjustment. But if we can be proactive in thought and proactive in action, that's going to put you that much further ahead. So when you're not in these lulls of, like us, sleep deprived, we can get to that place where we're operating as one, but we're also, also communicating our way out of the trenches of what is needed to thrive or to get the W on our side.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, communication is like so, so important. But I think for those that, for instance, kind of operate in the sense where, you know, for instance, those that might be single, having an accountability partner or like a coach is something that's Also, a life coach is something that is super important and that you can bounce ideas off of, especially when you're talking about if you're making a big purchase, such as purchasing a home, or if you are pursuing an individual that you might want to spend the rest of your life with, right? Having people in your corner that are able to, of course, vouch for you, but also are able to give you some constructive criticism, tell you the things that you might not want to hear, and also have the ability to show you some things that you might not know of, I think are also super important Yeah. as we're talking about data, as we're talking about stats. It's just overall, I would say important. It's always important to have a life coach. It's always important just to have somebody in your corner that'll help guide you through those tough situations and those easier days.
1: really help with unbiased. Like you want someone that is neutral and will call a spade a spade, will call you on your stuff when you're not operating like you need to. And also be there to support and help you through the steps that are needed to get back on track. And I think highlighting what Brittany shared is it doesn't matter if you're single, if you're married. Obviously, it's a plus if you're married because you have a built-in accountability partner. But if you're single, surrounding yourself with the right people, right, that provide the right information and give you the right steps and how to, one, interpret stats. Some people might tell you, oh, These stats aren't important and you go through your life and you realize, well, maybe they were actually important. I should have paid attention to this. Maybe I should have got a different set of eyes on this. And that's why I was always fan favorite of my Fab Five, the five different people that were a part of my decision-making process. You know, I knew who my spiritual person was. I knew who my, as a black man, who I could go to in my group or as a father who I can go to in my group. You know, it was different people that gave me different perspectives to help me make an informed decision. But
2: I think also to keep in mind as well, because I've seen this time and time again and just working with clients or, you know, friends is that when you have too many people giving too many opinions, it's those too many voices that also puts you in a position that it is paralyzing to where you can't even make a decision for yourself because you are so overwhelmed by the magnitude of different opinions and different people that, you can't operate how you need to. So like Jarrell said, is, you know, just having five people, right, that you can count on your hand or three people, whomever it is, having some people but not having so many people to where you can't function and you can't be yourself.
1: Well, I think, Brittany, I, I do want to combat that. I think I agree with you. Having a filtered amount of people, but I also believe that we have to be able to filter out their responses and not become a part of the fear crew. Like, so many people are giving me different opinions that I'm so afraid to make a decision that I become paralyzed, what you're referencing. You have to be able to, one, <laughs> execute fast, make a decision fast, execute faster. So if you're gonna r- filter this through your crew or your Fab Five or your, your accountability partner, you have to be able to make a decision and rock with your decision. And I think what happens is the fearmonger crew, just referencing the divorce rate, the fearmonger crew will say something along the lines like, you know what? It's not even worth getting married if marriages are falling at an alarming rate as it is right now, when in reality, there's no cookie cutter approach to this. Find the one that you align with and love will come. And once you guys cross that path, create the covenant. Make an agreement, build the bond, and focus on you two getting better, right? My goal every day is making sure my wife is performing at the best of her capability. And if she's not, where can I jump in? Instead of pointing the finger and saying, you suck, where can I jump in to say, where can I give the assist? Where can I grab an extra rebound? Where can I lighten the load for you so you can function at 120% that you feel like you need to be at?
2: Yeah, and that just goes back to just being, I think, selfless and in a relationship, right? Just being selfless and in a marriage. And yeah, it might not be something that anybody wants to do, but you're going to be able to see the good from that. I think you're going to be able to see things that you might not have been able to see if you were in a state that, no, this is what I'm going to do. And Gerald had said with the basketball mentality, right, the basketball team is, I can go out there and I can play and I can play for myself or I can go play for my team. So it's really just, you have the power and you have the ability yourselves to Make that decision of: Am I going to play for my team? Am I going to play for my my business or whatever? Or am I going to just be self selfish and am I just going to play for myself? I'm and,
1: just going to go get mine.
2: Yeah, you're going to get different results from all of those. So it's just based off of you have to figure out for yourself what are the results that you want and then act accordingly.
1: I man, I think almost wish we can finish it on that because that was a that was a ver that was a line within itself. from mature lens to well immature lens to mature lens. It is a selfless transition because like Brittany said, I know we know we can go get 30 points a night. That's not a problem. The problem is I might have to do less than the points category, but can I affect other areas of the game to get this team to win? Because that's the ultimate goal is winning. Everybody wants to win. Even those that have never played sport want to affiliate with those that have experienced winning. And that's just the reality of life. Nobody wants to, I'm not trying to be rude, but nobody wants to hang around losers. Or at least they don't want to feel like they're a part of a losing team. Mm-hmm. At some point, if you've lost 20 offers, your clients are going to start looking at you like, dude, what's what's up? Like, what are we yeah, doing? Uh,
2: I, and I think that that's, I know you had mentioned before, right? The Warriors were in a little bit of a slump right now, but I think all, going back to utilizing the Warriors and as as an example is everybody wants to be a part of a winning team, yeah. and I think that the Warriors, you know, the organization, what they've done in the past, what they've currently done, they embody that, and that's what people are attracted to. But it's the same thing. If you're an agent, or you know, if you are some, or if you're a buyer and you've worked with an agent in the past, and you're hitting offers left and right and you can't win anything, then it comes down to, well, what is my teammate doing? What is my coach doing? Is this even the right decision and the route that I should be taking? Or do I need to pivot and figure out some things and maybe make some changes to get different results? But I think, again, it's people that they want to feel a part of a a winning team. And I think that's with anything.
1: I I think a great statement that embodies what you just shared was the Warriors... Have sold out their game, home games, a consecutive going on three and a half years now. And the Oakland Athletics, my love, my dear AES, can barely crack 1,000 in attendance. On average, I should say. And that just shows to show people want to be around winning. They want to experience better. They want to have this experience. Yeah. If I'm going to pay to go to a game, I want to see what it feels like to be a part of this atmosphere, the winning atmosphere. And talking about winning, I, we mentioned marriage, and there's a lot of stuff going around the internet's about expectations on what the woman should do and what the man should be doing. Look. Do what's going to make your, make your marriage flourish. Do that. And I think disconnect from social media because I think it's more entertaining than anything. But for our home buyers, I do want to finish on this. For our home buyers, and then with the housing market, what stats matter most to you? Is it the neighborhood? Is it proximity to work? I want to be as close as possible. Is it the house needs to be turnkey? It needs to be ready. I don't want to do any work. Space, location, monthly payments, you know, all these things, you have to sit down before submitting that offer to have that conversation with keeping the thought, the idea of winning in mind. You know what? When we sat, when Brittany and myself sat down, we said, we we want this. We have dealt with a lot of neighborhoods, you know, in our relationship and had different experiences. So we knew we can stretch some of those areas um if need be. The proximity to work wasn't a big deal. Turnkey wasn't a big deal. It was about space and location for us, right? To grow our family, to do what we wanted to do. So we knew with the D plus crime rate, we knew we have to be a little bit precarious, like pay attention when we're coming home from the grocery store. And the crazy part is is we didn't even have to do all that. Brittany has done a couple cookie deliveries for a few neighbors and a couple of gift baskets for a few neighbors, and they have also dropped some stuff off for us when we moved in. So I think what you have to understand is it's a great thing to get that pre-approval, but if that pre-approval doesn't match your monthly payment amount that you want, you got to figure out those stats that matter most to you. So this is why we implore you as a home buyer, do the dirty work, get into the nuts and bolts of it, have multiple conversations with your lender, have multiple conversations with your spouse, have multiple conversations if you're not married with your accountability group or partner. Why? Because it's a give and take in this market right now. If you want your cake and ice cream, be prepared to pay that price for your cake and ice cream. If you do not want the cake, then what can we make the adjustments on? And this is where Brittany and I we share with our clients. If it checks seventy percent of your boxes of your items needed, always keep in mind this is your starter home. Your starter home is not going to be perfect, and it shows. Data data shows that uh, in the lifespan of a buyer, they're going to purchase three homes: their starter home, their upgrade home, and their forever home. With your first time purchase. Do not try to check 10 of 10 boxes. Just get your foot in the door. Why? Because the next house you're going to upgrade to, you're going to take your equity from your starter home and the small upgrades that you've made and move into the next home that's going to check probably 9 or 10 of those boxes. And then your forever home when you're like, this is it. I found my acreage. I got my farm. This is what I'm doing. So in and, and, and keeping that understanding of what stats matter most Please, if it's neighborhood, proximity to work, turnkey ready, space and location, or the monthly payments, you got to dig into the weeds to get that worked out.
2: Definitely. I think, you know, last thing as well is that um, something that we always encourage our clients of is, yes, right, finding the home, the perfect home is definitely Our priority for you, right? But I think a lot of people get um, sidetracked that they get so focused on the home that they forget about the neighborhood. And I know we've said this in the past, but I always like to use it as a friendly reminder: is you can always change your home, but you cannot change your neighborhood. And for us, what's most important is always, you know, building community. I want to know who my neighbors are. I want to know them by name. We're just people, 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 right? We we enjoy when we're driving home from work to be able to wave to our neighbor and say, hey, Jim, or hey, Susie, how's it going? You know, how was your day? We're not those people that just drive right into our garage, don't say anything to anybody and lock all the doors and act as if we don't exist or that anybody else doesn't exist, right? So I think that you know, a lot of a lot of people just get so fixated on the home and they forget about the neighborhood, yeah, right? And then yeah. they move into the home and then months later they hate where they live because of the neighborhood or because of the neighbors. So just something to just always keep in mind. Like I said, I know we've said it time and time again, but it's always, I think, a good reminder, a good, reminder, Look a good refresher. Look what
1: HGTV has done to us. HGTV just got us so focused on the home that we've lost track of the neighborhoods. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true, but...
2: Yeah, I think you know, I think we've covered a lot today. I think we've covered some important things in terms of, you know, stats, what stats are important to you just not only in real estate, but you know, in your marriage, in your business and in life and those are always something to keep in mind to have conversations about to make changes to over time, right? As as you grow, as you change, um they're always important as data and stats always change. So as always, we thank you so much for joining us on another episode. If you have any questions or any feedback, please reach out to us um, and our team. We love to hear from each of you. Absolutely. And yeah, be sure to, what is it? Always subscribe, like, comment on all of our
1: things. Share. Share. You
2: know like. Yeah. Heart all the things. And until next time, we thanks so much for joining us.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Homeownership and Marriage with the Low Property Team. If you would like more information, help or resources, or would like to book a personal consultation with the Lowe's, head over to lowpropertyteam.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, Jarrell and Brittany would be so grateful if you shared their podcast with a friend and leave them a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. The Low Property Team would like to say thank you for supporting their show and being a listener. See you next time on another episode of Home Ownership and Marriage.